Hello, dear subscribers. If you're listening to this, as I just said, you are a subscriber. So of course, of course, I have to say thank you. Thank you so much for joining this community. And if you know anyone else who would love to have these type of bonus episodes or anyone previously produced that someone else would really love, go ahead, show them how to become a subscriber. Why not? I mean, the more the merrier. And I would love more people to join the party. So today, I just am really excited. Let's pretend that we're at a table, okay? And we're both drinking coffee or whatever you drink. If you're a tea drinker, water drinker, adrenal cocktail drinker, matcha drinker, who doesn't love a good matcha? Well, okay, I only love matcha a certain way, actually. So every time I've tasted matcha, it's always tasted like wet grass to me. Like, I just can't, I can't make myself like it. And though I do make myself like most things. I just keep trying it until I like it. But matcha's been one of those things. And I'm like, it just tastes like wet grass. I can't do it. Until one of my friends was like, you gotta try it like this. And so she got me an iced matcha with vanilla in it. And she used coconut milk. And when I tried that type of matcha, it changed everything. I didn't taste any wet grass. I'm like, wow, I don't feel like a cow anymore eating wet grass as my drink. So if you haven't tried matcha like that yet, you should do it. It's delicious. Okay, for realsies. Today I'm doing a book review. And I'm going to be going over the books that I have read in 2022 so far. And I think, yeah, by the time this comes out, it'll be June... And so that's like six months into the year. Can you believe that? 2022 is halfway over. I hate to say it, but it's true. So I had a goal this year. I was like, I'm going to read at least 12 books. Like I can go over that amount, but at least 12. That's like one a month. But I have to be honest. I used to never be able to finish books until my freshman year of college I made a bet with my dear friend Jennifer Albright. Okay. I I loved reading when I was little, and then I, you know, went through school and the books in school got more and more boring to me because I didn't really like the picks that they were they were picking for us. Like I didn't like most of them, okay? So I didn't have time to read. I didn't want to read. And then I came across a few good books, but I could never discipline myself to actually finish them. I would literally forget the book existed and then find it months later and be like, oh, I should finish that and then not do anything. But my freshman year of college, I borrowed this book from the library and I was like, I actually really, really want to read this book like from start to finish. And I made a bet with my friend Jennifer Albright. I hope she listens to this. I think she would love this episode. But um. I said, okay, if I don't finish this book by the time it's due at the library, then I'm going to buy a pizza for us to eat. But if I do finish it by the time it's due, cover to cover, then you buy a pizza for us to eat. Either way, it was a win-win because we were going to eat pizza, but I just didn't want to have to buy it, you know? So that motivated me to finally finish a book, and from then on, I haven't looked back. I literally have to finish almost every book that I start because I just like don't like it unfinished anymore but some of you may be asking 
well, how do I make time for reading? Because let's be real, life can get very busy and reading is sometimes the first thing that goes out the window for sure. And I have discovered something that really helps me personally actually finish my books and helps me consistently read. So I don't just read like half of the book in one setting and then a quarter of the book in two months later and then the rest of the book three months later. What I do is I keep whatever book I'm reading on my bed because once I'm in bed I'm like okay now it's reading time like I'm not going to do anything else and I try not to be on my phone sometimes that gets away from me but I'm like you know I mean I put my book on my bed sometimes I literally put it under my cover where I sleep or I put it on top of my pillow so that it's always in a place where I'm like I'm in bed like what else am I going to do besides be on my phone or read so that has really helped me and then also I feel like there was something else I was gonna say what was it oh yeah I don't give myself any guilt goals but what I mean by guilt goals is I don't say to myself I have to read a chapter a night or I have to at least get through two pages a night my goal is literally just I need to read today And if I pick up the book and read anything in it, that is meeting the goal. So I don't say to myself, like, I have to read this much because that would overwhelm me. And then reading would no longer be fun. It would literally be homework because that's what you do for homework, right? So I'm going to go through the books that I have read in 2022 so far. There's eight of them. I'm currently on number eight. So this is very, very exciting. And I'm going to rate them one through five stars. Five stars being the absolute best. You should definitely read this. One being, this was a garbage book. Don't read it. And none of them are one, so don't worry. But I would love if you guys gave me feedback of like, I read that book and I loved it. I read that book and I hate it. Or I'm going to pick up this book because it sounds really good. I'm going to give you a rating out of five stars, tell you who wrote it, the name of the book, and why it was a good book or not. So buckle up, please. If you are driving, you should already be buckled up, of course. If you are just sitting in your house, pull over a seat buckle because we're about to get started. So the first book I read of the year, it was called The Treasury of Prayer by E.M. Bounds. And the funny thing is that because it's by E.M. Bounds, I don't know whether it was written by a girl or a boy. (laughs) I think it was a boy just by the way it was written, but you never know. And I would rate this book five stars. That's a big deal. Five stars. So this book is completely about prayer. And it is one of the most convicting books I have ever read. For real. If you think your prayer life is lacking. If you think your prayer life is amazing and needs to be strengthened even more. If you want to understand prayer better. And why it's important. And why it's a priority then you have to read this book. It's one of those books that does not have any fluff in it. I know that sometimes books have fluffy paragraphs and chapters where it's like, okay, that, you know, that was just to fill up space. (laughs) But other books, it was like every word of the treasury of prayer was something you could chew on. It actually might take you a long time to get through this book, even though it is relatively thin because every line is so thick with meaning. So highly, highly five-star recommend. 
The second one I read, are you ready? I actually don't have the author right in front of me. It's called The Pineapple Story. I would rate this book a 4.8. So The Pineapple Story is an incredibly thin book because it has illustrations in it too. It was written to be like a children's book or like an adult book. It's for both. Like you could read this to kids, but you could also read it just for yourself. And it's a story of a missionary who went, who was living in this island with indigenous people for a long amount of time. And the book is, is kind of about anger and our rights. We always think like, I have a right to do this and a right to do that. But the way of the kingdom of God isn't exactly like that. So you can read this book within an hour, but it's amazing and really, really convicting and makes you think. So would highly recommend. And if you have any kids in your life, they would love this book too. So number three, number three is also a very thin book. Okay. Literally pocket sized book. It's called the practice of the presence of God by brother Lawrence. And Brother Lawrence was a monk back in, I think, the 1600s. And he, well, you could say he's the author of this book. He is, because it's a little compilation of some of his journal writings, okay? So someone else, after he died, went back, picked all these journal writings, and put them in a really small pocket-sized book, and... It's about being aware of the presence of God in your life. And Brother Lawrence insists that that is so important. And it makes you rethink how you go about your day. Because do we go about our day aware that God is with us? Or are we just making our own decisions, doing our own thing, not even recognizing God's presence? But he wants us to be in constant communication with him and pray without ceasing. Isn't that insane? I would rate that book a five. You could get through the practice of the presence of God in a day for sure, but I used it more as a devotional. So there are enough chapters in there. It could get, it could keep you going for a devotional for a while, but it was really, really great. Five stars, five stars. The next book I read, I was out of the little books now. I went to a thick book. This book is thick. It's called Come As You Are. It's by Emily Nagoski. Emily Nagoski is... What's her profession? She's a professor of sexuality. She's also a professional sex educator, okay? I would rate Come As You Are as a solid four. Like, this is a great book. It's about understanding female sexuality specifically. And... (laughs) Oh, jeez, what's in my throat? <coughs> All right, got it. I think it's a sesame seed. I'm seed cycling right now. Anyway, Come As You Are is a really thick book, okay? Half of that is notes in the back because she's she's a professional, people. She's a professional, okay? So you know how books can get really science-y? She, doesn't, she does a great job of keeping out unnecessary science that a regular person who is not a scientist would not be interested in. She takes out the things that really aren't helpful, they're just information, and she puts in all the information that would be helpful. And the whole purpose of this book, which is so beautiful, is to just encourage females 
that you are normal. You are normal and your body is normal. And there are a lot of stigmas, myths, rumors, societal norms in culture that tell us that something's wrong with us in regards to our sexuality or anything like that. And she just debunks those. And it's to help your sex life, if you have one. It's to help you understand your own body better. And also to just reassure you that you're normal and there's nothing wrong with you. So Emily is not a Christian. And this book does, I don't agree with absolutely everything in it, but it is so good and has enough valuable information that I would recommend it if anyone wants to dive into that topic. And yeah, it was pretty thick. It took me a while to get through it. But if you're in the mood for that type of thick learning book, then I would definitely recommend. So I give it a solid four. She does promote masturbation in that book. And I think there was something else. Oh, she she is for, um, she supports LGBTQ plus relationships. So it doesn't get like, I mean, I can get kind of, I don't know. I don't know. It's not graphic. No, there's like two diagrams. That's it. But great book overall. And then the next one I read, <clears throat> The Hiding Place. I feel like I lived under a rock for a really long time because I did not know who Corey Ten Boom was until like this year. <laughs> but Corey Ten Boom has since passed away, but she was a survivor of the Holocaust. She went to a prison, well, a concentration camp, and she was from Holland, and The Hiding Place is the story of her and she wrote this book um, and how they hid Jews in their house to try to keep them from being taken away and and being killed ultimately by Nazi Germany so it was a really good book it had honestly been a long time since I had read a, a book that was actually in story form and it was really really refreshing to me and this book The Hiding Place made me cry and I think if any book can get an emotion out of me and bring tears to my eyes now that's a dang good book so I give The Hiding Place five stars five whole stars it's amazing and very convicting she's a Christian she went through the worst suffering we could ever imagine and came out on the other side with even more faith in the Lord so just amazing highly recommend the next one I read was called the defining decade I literally cannot recommend this book enough if you are in your 20s I just I'm in awe it is by Meg J she's a doctor I guess she's a therapist so Dr. Meg J this book was written by a therapist. You're going to look at this book and say, wow, that's a thick book, but it's actually not super thick because the words inside are really big. I don't know why, but they use very big print. <laughs> so I would give this book a 4.7. It is the, it is emphasizing why your 20s matter so much because it is literally the defining decade of your life. Like decisions that you make in your 20s are going to affect you for the rest of your life 
And it's not just a book to scare you into like not doing drugs or something. It's a book that helps you understand the values of life and how to set yourself up for success and like actually act like your life matters. And there's this saying that people say sometimes, I don't know if you've heard it, but sometimes you'll say, you'll hear people say, you know, the 30s are the new 20s. But that's not true. It's just not true. So this book talks about why social media is probably making your life a little bit worse. It's talking about your work and not being underemployed when you're in your 20s. It's talking about gaining identity capital. It's talking about doing the math and setting yourself up for a family that you actually love. Okay, maybe that sounded a little bad, sorry. You know, you're born into a family. You don't get to choose which family you're born into. But when you get married, you will technically choose the family that you join into. So she talks about that. She talks about dating. Um, She talks about how to understand who is the one and someone you could actually join your life with. So 4.7. Highly recommend. Why didn't I give it a 5? Great question. The reason I didn't give it a five was because there were just some chapters that didn't apply to me personally in my life right now. That doesn't mean that I wouldn't recommend it because some of those chapters will apply to other people. So, yep. And then the next book, I just want to say that I had to read this book for school. (laughs) So this was a homework book for me, but it's a good book. I mean, I don't regret reading it. It's called The Gift of Sex. I'm in a class right now that's called Human Sexuality. It's an elective. I had to take it, but I'm very glad I did. Um, The Gift of Sex is written by Joyce and Clifford Penner. Clifford. His name is Clifford. Anyway, and this book is just talking about sex. It's more of a how-to book. This is probably a type of book you would get if you were engaged preparing to be married if you need a book that's like helping you understand God's purpose for sex it would also be good but there are a lot of how to's and how to make time for sex how to prioritize your intimacy with your spouse it's it is great in that it takes a lot of shame off of people it's like this is you know your sex drive is completely normal this is normal if you were shamed as a child that wasn't true type of thing for having sexual desires i would give it a four i would definitely recommend it for someone who is getting married and or who needs to just take that shame off of them so yeah and then last but not least what i am currently reading currently reading it's called driven by eternity by john bevere funny story about this book i I bought this book when I was right after I graduated high school. It, I feel like the 10 year anniversary of it just came out my senior year of high school. So I bought it immediately after graduation, but then I went to El Salvador to do a discipleship program for a year and I knew I wouldn't have any time to read. So I didn't bring it with me. I had started reading it, but never finished it. So I'm reading it now. It's so good. Um, what chapter am I on? I'm on chapter four right now 
And I really like it because John Bevere is talking about eternity and how our decisions now will literally affect eternity and our destiny, basically. But he uses a parable. He tells it through story form for most of it. And then he explains what he means by those parables. So yeah, I think it's just creative and very convicting. Makes you rethink everything in your life in the best way. I would definitely recommend even though I am on chapter four. But yeah, those are the books I've read so far in 2020. I want to tell you what's also on my list to read in the future. I have two books. What I want to read in the future, the next one's coming up, will be Let's Talk About Your Wall. I don't actually have the author's names in front of me because I think it's written by a, a collection of like 12 people, I think. And that is talking about how Trump wanted to build the wall, etc., etc. And it's written by Mexican-American immigrants. So they basically talk about how that wall was negatively impacting them and how people just don't see the value in immigrants and it is so freaking sad but it's probably gonna make me cry I'm very excited to read it though and then the second one I want to read is called The Making of Biblical Womanhood by Beth Allison Barr and from my understanding obviously haven't read it yet Beth Allison Barr is a professor of history and she talks about how the sub oh my gosh what's that word subjugation of women became gospel truth so things that churches do that are demeaning towards women and they just say it's in the bible it's like literally what jesus meant but it's actually not it's not so i'm very excited to read that that is my book review that is it and i just want to say i obviously none of these are fiction books <laughs> so I am looking for a fiction book I haven't read fiction in such a long time but if you guys listening have any suggestions of what I should read is a fiction or nonfiction, I'll take any suggestions please send them my way and I just want to thank you once again for the time you took to listen to the subscriber only episode thank you for joining the party and please send me your book suggestions my way and tell me if you've read any of these or didn't like them or did like them or would give them a different star rating than me. So yeah, thank you, dear subscribers. I can't wait to come at you with another subscription episode. So see you around.